Let us pray. Let us pray. Gracious loving God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for this chance to come before you. We give you thanks for the gift of your word that is eternal. We give you thanks for your presence with us. God, guide us that we may be your faithful servants. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, let me cut back. Whoop, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm fl- sorry, I'm flying solo here, friends. There we go. Yes. Yay. Okay. Yay. Um, and I'm glad we got this before that, because eventually during the show, that screen will go dark and I won't be able to see anything. Um, anyways, good evening, friends, and welcome uh, to Scripture Talk. Uh, keep Brother Stacy in your prayers uh, as he is under the weather, uh, but hopefully he will rest up and be back with us soon. Um, I am Pastor Trey Comstock. With me as ever is Sister Brandy Dudley. Pastor Scott Ketchup. Um, and this is the show uh, where, uh, yes, I also lift off all of the headphones that I, uh, uh, if, if you are didn't join us live, just stay tuned after the fact, and I may just edit in my headphone stock. Uh, you may get to hear all of the, it's, it's like 12 of them. It's a lot. Um, I really like headphones. This is not headphones talk. I should start my own headphones podcast. Um, I'm the only one that cares, but I would love it. Um, it was pointed out that you were starting to sound like uh, Bubba living off the ways, listing off the ways to cook shrimp yeah it is kind of it is very much <laughs> uh, yeah, that is and they all have because they all have their own like i can describe to you not just the headphones but what purpose they serve and why i own them um and that they each have a role right so i have the really good headphones at my desk when i'm leveling i have these that are my old studio headphones i, I, I mean i can do the whole thing um, i can tell you <laughs> what's good about them why i bought them when i bought them. anyways um we're not here to do that. As much fun as that sounds, uh, <laughs> we are here uh, to talk about scripture as as advertised. Yay. Um, our scripture this evening uh, is God's response to Job um, in Job chapter thirty-eight, uh, verse, verses dun. one through seven, and then because I, I, I this is one of my this is honestly one of my favorite scriptures. Um, this series has a lot of my favorite stuff. Um, it, it's been a fun series for me to do and put together because um, a, a lot of the, like my favorite things end up in this pot. Um, and one of my favorite things is God's response to Job because I think it is a really powerful. I'm kind of bearing, I'm kind of spoiling it, but this is a really powerful vision of the difference between our wisdom and God's wisdom, and a way to step a back, step back and understand just how powerful God is. Right, God is also personal, um, but this is not about God being personal. This is about God trying to frame for Job um, the depth of divine power. And so this is uh, Job uh, chapter 38, verses 1 through 7, uh, and then jumping just to give us a little more flavor, um, verses 34 through 41. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. Who is this that darkens, that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up your loins like a man. I will question you, and you shall declare to me. Were you, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me, if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or stretched out the line upon it? On what, on what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all the heavenly beings shouted for joy, can you lift up your voice to the clouds so that a flood of waters may cover you? Can you send forth lightnings so that they may go go and say to you, here we are? Who has put wisdom in the inner parts or given understanding to the mind? Who has wisdom to number the clouds or who can tilt the water skins of the heavens when the dust runs into a mass and clods cling together? 
Can you hunt for prey, hunt prey for the lion, or satisfy the appetite of the young lions when they crouch in their dens or lie in wait in their covert? Who provides the raven its prey when its young young ones cry to God and wander about for lack of food? Mic <laughs> <laughs> this, drop. This is extremely, um, this is extremely powerful scripture. Yeah. This is. We're not always going to understand what God is doing. And this is also just beautifully written. Job, I think we talked touched on this a little bit last time we talked about Job, but Job is beautiful poetry. Yeah. Uh, Job is one of the great achievements of world literature. Um, you could just read Job, even if you are not a person of faith, just for it, it, the beauty of its poetry, for its consistent themes, for how it's woven together. Uh, it is just, this is just well written. Right. Regardless um, of anything else, this is just well written, well written Semitic poetry. Um, where even where even the repetition. Sometimes you get in the depths of the Psalms, and all the repetitions become meaningless to us. Here, even in English, the repetitions are meaningful and powerful. Um, and so, part of this is just really good poetry, but part of this is an attempt mm-hmm. to stretch your mind to encompass how big God is. Right. That God can both encompass some of the biggest things and some of the smallest things all at once with the power to create it all. Both number the clouds and put wisdom in the mind all at once to lay the cornerstone of the earth, yet also make sure that a lion has food, right? That there is breadth and depth to God's power and wisdom that no human can grab hold of. Um, And in that way, we... We, we're going to run up against times where we're not going to fully understand God's wisdom. Mm-hmm. And that's because God's wisdom and God's power and God's might is just so much greater than ours. Mm-hmm. You know, I love how this starts off with, uh, <laughs> okay, so we don't see that Job is actually just kind of going, why is this happening, God? Sure, why, fair. Why won't you answer me? And, you know, you have God kind of going, buckle up. Okay. Gird your be, loins. Gird your loins. Yeah, be yeah. A, be a man. Man up cuz here it comes. Yeah. And it and what happens is he asks Job a lot of questions, which I've always found interesting cuz Jesus would do that too before he would answer someone else. Well, let me answer ask you a question. Yeah. You know, just kind of this ascertaining, okay, let's see if you actually are in a position to question me. Or and, also and, it's a it's a way to Lead someone to wrap their head around it. Okay? Yeah, it is. So intellectually, intellectually kind of evaluate this field. Yeah, yeah, kind of Socratic method. Yeah. And so, but what you have is the fact that Job is then put in a place, and it's no one else pointing us out. It is God talking to him, where he is coming face to face with the inscrutability of God. Yeah. That you know we can't scrutinize God because we don't know everything he knows. We have not seen everything that he sees and he is infinite and we are finite and therefore can't grasp all that he's doing. And ergo, he's like, so I don't really have to explain myself to you. But that's our mindset that we got God in a little box like this. We got him so tiny that we just can hold him in a box, but we, our minds can't fully grasp the, essence of the great power of God and if we actually knew everything about God, our head would explode like the right. head on what total recall? Yeah. 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 That would be our head. Can you do it? Well and, and this is I think to to Brandy's point, this isn't just so we can't so we can't scrutinize God in that we shouldn't. It's that literally, literally we can't we can't. Yeah. Right? That it we are as as we've said a lot on this show, but I think this is 
one of those places where you butt up against it. It is the infinite encountering the finite, or we as the finite encountering the infinite. And so we're not going to be able, the point of this scripture is you are not going to be able to fathom this, right? And so when you butt up against, you know, again, Job largely framed is why do bad things happen to good people? Yeah. Job establishes righteous um, from the beginning. The other thing that's established from the beginning, God is letting this happen, right? This isn't something happening without what's happened in Job is not something that happens outside of God's knowledge. God knows it. God has a purpose behind it. It is, it is a contest, uh, not a contest, an, an argument about the value of humanity between God and Satan, um, the adversary. But like God is letting this happen to Job. Um, explicitly gives permission. So this isn't one of those where you can take God out of ah, God. God had nothing to do with it. Not in the story of Job. And we have dramatic irony. Yeah. Because we know about the whole aspect of Satan. And Job doesn't. And Job doesn't. And though we've snippet some parts, you can go and read all of Job. He never tells Job that. He could easily have said, well, you know, this guy came and he wanted to know and I knew that you would hit. No, he doesn't. He just frames it with, I'm God. I'm Uh, God. Yeah. You're you're not. I'm God. I I know I've got this. I've got... I ha- I see such a bigger picture than you do. And this should this scripture should make you feel a little uncomfortable or more than a little <laughs> uncomfortable. This scripture should perturb you because it should shift you and as the whole book of Job wants you to do, part of why it, it is in the canon of scripture and is as old as it is is it wants you to shift your perspective on God and move away from that Sunday school like um, not that God is more than just Jesus sitting with lambs, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. That God, God is your friend, uh, but God is a lot more than your friend. Um, God being your friend is like you are the friend. Your friend is also the most powerful, wise being in the universe that is playing chess in a way you can't understand. We are playing checkers, and God is playing chess, right? And so God, yeah. God moves in this such greater, higher, more strategic manner um and you're a pawn in, in uh c.s lewis's the lion the witch in the wardrobe uh where uh aslan is used as a metaphor for god and jesus there's a place where they ask when they're hearing about aslan and they ask oh is he a tame lion and he's like well He's safe, you can trust yeah, yeah. him, but he's not tame. No. He's a lion. Hello. He's a lion. <laughs> he is not tame. And, and, and that's kind of the way it is with God. I mean, when you think of scriptures that say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And, yeah, yes. And, and yes, it does talk about respect, and we like to, but in some ways, us just turning it to just being the respect of the Lord misses some of that awe. Right. And holy. I mean, I stand in awe of you means that you literally don't know what to say. You are just, wow. Well, and God, God should be slightly scary, right? Or more than slightly scary. I mean, the part of the point here is like, no, like this should scare you. This is scary. This is the fear of the Lord. This, to me, this is more powerful than just, you know, as, as in Proverbs says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, mm-hmm. right? This is poetry. This is good use of poetry. Um, where it can express an idea that mere prose can't, uh-huh. right? Um, of a, trying to encompass the power and awesomeness of God. Mm-hmm. It is, by the way, the same thing that Genesis 1 is trying to do. We just lose sight of that, right? Because we get really bogged down. Um, it's great Semitic poetry that doesn't translate well into English. This is great <laughs> Semitic poetry that does it translate does. well into English. Um, 
But this is the same because, and we lose a lot of the messages in Genesis 1 about the awesomeness and power of God to bring order from chaos. Um, because we don't fear chaos nearly enough. Just like we don't fear God nearly enough. Um, we lose sight of God's power. We, we really do, especially, you know, growing up in a, quote, Christian nation. Sure. Um, where you hear a lot about God being about relationship and God being relational. All true. And it's all true. And but. we think about, oh, yeah, he, he wants to love on me and so I can come to him boldly. Yes, but boldly means that there was something to be afraid of. Uh-huh. And so we, we lose sight of the fact that this is the same God who Ananias and Sapphira lied to and fell over dead. Uh-huh. This is the same God who, in spite of his love and mercy, when they were transporting the Ark of the Covenant and it stumbled in the cart, which incidentally was not the way it was supposed to be carried, the man reached out to grab it and, he and fell over right. dead. And he was trying to do a good thing, but it was all in the wrong way because they were losing the reverence that was yeah. to those objects in both situations. Well, I guess put in layman's terms, God's not playing. Right. Yeah. He's the real deal. He's not playing. And when he says something, that's that's the real deal. There's no if, ends, buts about it. And to me, he's telling Job in a putting layman's term, he's not telling him off, but it's like, do you know who I am? But it is. It, 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 do it you is. know who you're dealing with? You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is. God does desire a relationship with you. Let none of this, this is God having a relationship with Job. This is a conversation between Job and God. This is also God answering Job's prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Job looks at God and goes, essentially, what's going on? And God says, this is what's going on. What's going on is I am the most powerful being ever possible, etc. And I'm doing the things I need to do. And you can't understand that. And you need to be okay with that. And so it, it is like, this is a scripture to under, help us understand mm-hmm. who we are in relationship with. To maybe impress upon us the right structure for this relationship. Now, at no point does God zap Job, right? Mm-hmm. Back to no. our point from Job 1 and 2, right. right? Job complains, and God does not zap Job. God doesn't even really yell at Job. He just says, buckle up. And Job's response is also, I think, important yeah. to point out, that the very fact God is answering him mm-hmm. puts him in awe and humble. And he, th- there's no back and forth. There's the immediate, you're, you're right, God. Yeah, I mean, right. Job, Job remains righteous throughout this whole thing. Right. What was true about Job in Job 1 1 from us, righteous man, is true in Job 39 39 when he responds to God. Whatever. Whatever yeah. chapter where he responds to God. I can't remember if it's 38, whatever. Um, look up the structure of the book of Job. But at some point, Job responds and he responds righteously. Job is a righteous man. Um, and righteous people grow and change um, because God influences their life. And here, Job gets a direct response that's hard to hear. And what Job says essentially is, praise God, right? Okay, mm-hmm. fine. I get it. Thank you for responding to me, God. Um, and, and then Job ends up blessed out of it. But it, this is about helping us to grasp, yes, we, are in, we have a relationship with God. Think about who you have a relationship with, right? Mm-hmm. Think about what that means, and the awesome, awesome nature of that relationship. Uh, Ken has an interesting comment in here that I kind of like the analogy, but hang on. It says, like my dog can't understand the everyday things that I do. Sure. And, and thinking uh, on that, I also think about how our uh, beloved pets greet us at the door as if we've been gone for decades when you just went to the store. And they're always happy to see you for yeah. the most part. And they're they're accepting and 
trusting that we're going to take care of them. And that, in some ways, is how we are to respond to you God. You know what? You're sure right because I can come go home right now. I've been gone all day. I go home and Grace, I can hear her singing upstairs in the bedroom. And when I walk in, she gives me 15 minutes of loving. And then she wants to try to do something bad, try to get in the closet and whatnot. I can just say, uh-uh. And then she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. You're, you're, you're the mama. I'm just a kid. So that's like God and Job. You know, Job got a moment where he's like, God, where you at? What's my, what am I doing? Yeah. Then God says, I'm the daddy. And, and, and Job <laughs> goes with it. I actually think, so the actual analogy here, I think, is a slightly darker one, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> if, we, if we want to go with the pet analogy, right? Let's go with the pet yeah. analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is like your pet accepting that you're going to put the pet down. Right. Ooh, like that's oh, what this okay. is. Right. Like yeah. this is sometimes we inflict suffering on our pets. Right. Like um, I make Elliot go to the vet, um, which he hates. Um, and I make him get his teeth cleaned um, and I make him get, you know, put under <laughs> anesthesia and have his nails trimmed. Right. And then th- so that's like the pet analogy here is understanding your pet, understanding <laughs> that stuff and staying in relationship with you anyways. That's the, I think that's the that's the piece of this. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like good Christians or, uh, you know, we're, we're aiming to be dogs, but we're most of us are running around acting like cats. <laughs> Certainly having limited amount of love. Certainly having done a blessing of the pets recently, I learned two things. One, the cats weren't the only thing that were hard to hurt. Right? True. Um, That the hardest thing was getting everyone gathered um, to do the blessing of the pets. Um, And so, you know, leading Christians is also like hurting cats. Absolutely. And and I was disappointed um, because I watched that finally. I got a chance to sit and watch that, and uh, I'd heard the story. You know, so I was wanting to see what happened when. You know, our beloved Saka got blessed, but um, he wasn't on the video because of his running away and yes, all of so that. He, and... We, the cat, that cat did end up getting blessed, but slightly after the service. Um, he, uh, oh he, he got there. Um, but it, it is about, again, all of Job. And here God's response is understanding the true nature of this relationship and understanding who we're dealing with here. And it's easy for us to lose sight because humans are whiny and humans are small and humans always want things they, they you know, what is the, the golden calf? But we want something we can contain, can, can contain mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's one of God's responses about the golden calf is you want this thing, you can, entity you can't contain, and I cannot be contained. And so this is <laughs> in poetry form, yeah. God saying... I can't. You want a thing I you can contain, and that's not me. Um, I am this un. I am literally the very nature of an uncontainable force. He's too big. Right. Uh, some other uh, quotes following in line. Uh, Emily said reminds her of another Narnia quote. Aslan says to the witch, "Don't cite the deep magic to me." I, I was, was there, there when, when it was written. written. I love it. I yes. love it. Joe <laughs> 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 <Good, laughs> laughing at me. Pointing out the difference between our previous pet, uh, Pertwee was always happy to see me. Sokka just says, feed me and put my bed up. Uh, yeah, pretty much. And then uh, Ken saying that uh, his dog Henry watches him turn night into day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so again, I think... The, the pet analogy works. The pet analogy is helpful, right? Um, and this is, in some ways, helping framing that it is not, you know, we are not like equals to God, right? Um, there are plenty of theologies out there that will tell you you're equal to God. You're not, right? <laughs> Job 38, you're not. 
God is this, you know, uncontainable, uncontrollable power. Um, the power of creation laid the foundations of the universe, um, set it all into motion, and for whatever reason, also chooses to be in relationship with you and occasionally put up with your very annoying questions. And how amazing that is, right? Right. Um, that, that this being, this divine being, God, what we call God, right, that spun it all into motion, that knows how it all works because God made it that way, <laughs> also takes that time to be in relationship with you, hear your prayers, and answer them. That's, like, this is what it means to fear God, fear, fear of God as a beginning of wisdom, is to wrap your head around that. And it, like, I don't ever want to take the personal away from God. Christ comes as part, in part, and the Holy Spirit remains in part, to keep God extremely personal. But let's be clear about whom we are seeking to be extremely personal with. And that should shock and awe and slightly scare anybody. It should be, it is one of the most astounding facts. We bury the lead, right? Or we lose, we get so comfortable with this concept that we, I, I think that's what it is, that we get so comfortable with the concept that we lose sight of how ridiculous it is and how yeah. amazing mm -hmm. that it is. Um, that the creator of the universe, this all power creator of the universe, takes time to respond to Job and you and everybody else. And love and care and feed and provide and save and all of it. Because um, as we've said many times, as I've said many times, we've said many times in the show, there's no reason why God has to do any of it. Mm -mm. God chooses. Now, God's always going to choose because God made this covenant and, you know, God's going to be faithful to this covenant even if we're not. And so I don't mean this like, you know, I'm, I'm still not Jonathan Edwards, sinners in the hands of angry God, your good works are but a spider web over a fiery precipice or whatever. <laughs> and it's not my point. My point isn't that God is going to withdraw God's love. God isn't. That's the point of Christ. Um, but it is, you should be in awe of that, that God, because God chose us. God, nothing, you know, there is no law apart from God. God made the rules for God's self. Yeah. God did not have to make the rules that way. God could have made the rules any way God chose. God chose you. Not all of us, but God chose you. But I think there's something you have to stop and meditate mm -hmm. on. Yes. Because mm -hmm. something, it's not a fast thinking process. No. To realize this is the God, the same God that spoke creation, that made man in his own image with his hands, that parted the Red Sea with the blast of his nostrils and, uh -huh. and, and, and raised his son from the dead and everything. Uh -huh. There's something you just can't think of real fast, that this is the same man that done all of that, that he has a loving relationship yeah. with us and loves us no matter what. That, in, that invites Umbly. us. Umbly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. That invites, that invites us to call God dad, right? I mean, that's our father. Yeah. That Abba. Abba, Abba is, not, is not a formal title for one's male parent. It's an informal title for one's male parent. Um, and that's what we're invited to call the the creator of everything, the one who laid the cornerstone, who measured the width of the universe, right? Um, that, but it does take, like the, the personal is much more easy to explain because it's a thing we can all wrap our heads around. Yeah. Oh yes, I have, a, what a friend I, you know, we did, I, I, I led the singing at Springfield uh, yesterday because um, I was out there and so we did all of the, all the, what a friends we have in Jesus, right? Um, and, and so what, a, it is true, what a friend we have in Jesus and how nuts that is. Um, that Shit. God came to earth, that God chose us, that God chooses to be our friend. That's right. Um, it is, 
we lose sight of it. We get too comfortable with it. And the book of Job is there, is the perfect, one of the perfect books to shake up the comfortable. No one should walk out of the book of Job feeling wholly settled. It is, it's not quite a horror film, but it, it's not not a horror film, <laughs> right? Because um, it, it, like it works in like you know there's this this conversation between God and Satan. No, and then... I mean okay, maybe maybe I just had a thought. Like on the Ten Commandments, huh? the music alone can minister to right. you because you know you're in the presence of God when you hear that dun right. dun, dun 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 dun. You know that that's power. You know. Well, and often I challenge us to read scripture in a way that makes Jesus sound like a bloody human, because most of the time we read Jesus as the grand pronouncements that everything's Charlton Heston. Yeah, right, right. This one is Charlton Heston. This <laughs> one is, you know, um, Morgan Freeman as voice of God. <laughs> this one should be spoken with grandeur. A lot of what Jesus has today really shouldn't, because that's about the personal. You know, Jesus is very much <laughs> about the personal aspect of God. This is very much not about the personal aspect of God. Go ahead and tell me, since you're old enough and you were there, how I created this all. Right, exactly. Yes. Speak up, if you will. Right. I, like, no, no. This, this is scary. This is unsettling I'm stuff. I'm okay, God. I'm not going to. You, you God. You God. Right. <laughs> and, that's what, and that's what Job does. And, and, like, it's not an unloving response from God, but it does mean that there are going to be things that happen in this world. There are going to be things that happen in your life and my life that we're not going to fully understand. That are going to be beyond us. Why is this happening? And I hear this a lot, right? Why is this happening? And this is one of those where it's like really unhelpful. Just like it's a God has a plan for you. Usually they want to hit you when that you yeah. say that. Um, and so that's where it is more because this isn't even God does not just say, I have a plan for you, Job. Um, <laughs> this is God saying, my wisdom is far greater than yours. Um, you're not going to be able to grasp this plan. And you're either going to be comfortable with that or you're not, but I'm God either way. You may not understand, but remember who he is. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, this is probably as good place as any uh, to bring uh, this old show in for a landing. I have no idea how well the internet held up. I assume poorly. Um, but if you have any <laughs> feedback for us, uh, you can leave a comment uh, here on Facebook where we are live um, every uh, Monday night at 6 p.m. Uh, you can leave a comment over on our YouTube channel where this uh, gets cross-posted after the fact. You can leave a comment on our website, uh, palestinegrace.com slash videos. Uh, you can get an audio-only version of the show. Just search Scripture Talk by Grace Church in your podcatcher of choice. Um, and we will indeed be back in one week's time. Um, but before that comes, go in peace to love and serve the Lord and fear not. Stay well. God is with us.